Welcome everybody to today's edition of Strategic Insights, brought to you by Strategic Enhancement Group. I am Tim Deitch, Senior Performance Consultant, and I'm joined today by Susan Hall, Vice President of Performance Improvement and Business Development. Hi, Tim. It's great to be here. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, you know, today's topic is something that's um, pretty relevant to me right now, and it's it centers on helping sales managers do a better job of reinforcing sales skills to their teams. And, uh, you know, this is an issue that's pretty important to a few of my clients right now. So what I want to do is open up our conversation with basically an open-ended question, because it's the same open-ended question that was asked to me by a sales leader just a couple of weeks ago, and it's this. The sales training and the skills are spot on for us, but where we're struggling is helping our sales managers be able to reinforce them and keep the skills alive moving forward. Is is that a question that you've ever been asked, Susan? I, I think constantly, and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's and it's it probably the the role of the sales manager. I think, in my experience, Tim has is that it's most critical to sales success. Yeah. And and it's the thing that that most organizations also struggle with. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad we're talking about this topic today. Right. Right. You know, it was interesting because uh, when we got the sales team on the phone, the sales managers, not the team. Um, and uh, one of the things that became clear in their conversation is they felt that their need to reinforce skills was an add on. Mm -hmm. um, to what they were already doing. And I, I was real proud of, uh, of their leader. Uh, he, he just said, no, 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 this isn't an add-on. This is part of what you do. And we kind of went from there and started to list some examples of what that would be. Um, is there any, you know, do, do, is there any that come to mind for you if you were in the middle of that conversation? Yeah, well, I, I think you're right. In fact, there's been some pretty interesting research that has come out recently that the most effective coaching is is what I might call curbside coaching. And okay. otherwise, yeah. in other words, you know, it used to be the traditional model is that the the sales manager, you know, designates one or two or three days a, a month or quarter, whatever it is, to go on field coaching. Um, and that's the add-on that you're talking about is, gosh, you know, I've got to take a day out of my, you know, my responsibilities to go coach this rep. When in reality, if you can look for those coachable moments, yeah. um, and that's why I, I, I like to think of it as curbside coaching. You know, if you're in a conversation, you're with a rep, you're prepping for a meeting, there's a really quick opportunity, you know, to to coach. It's It's not something that you just need to do. It's, it's who you are. So I think if, if you kind of shift your framework to think of, you know what, I am a coach, so I'm always yeah. going to be looking for those opportunities. You know, in my day-to-day -day interactions with my reps, it's not something that I need to add on to my responsibilities. Right, right. We took the, um, the curbside analogy and reduced it to actually bite size. That's the term oh, I like they that. used, right? And so one example that we surfaced in the conversation was, um, was uh, you, you know, when they went through this, this, this in-depth sales training, they learned about really good discovery questions. And, you know, they exit the training with the understanding that there could be as many as 50 awesome discovery questions. But what we did was for the sales manager was sort of help them say, well, all right, what are the three that you believe 
make a difference in, in terms of your sales cycle, your customer, your client that you're visiting with. And that helped them feel like, okay, all right, I can go in with a very defined set of, of ideas that I can share, you know, it, whether it's in a modeling moment or I can ask, or if I ask a salesperson, you know, hey, what discovery question did you use to learn X or Y? Then I have those in the back of my mind. I don't have to worry about 50 or 70. I've already taken the time to think it down to those bite-sized moments, right? Those bite-sized questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think as human beings, we often tend to overcomplicate things. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've really gotten to the point in my consulting career, Tim, where, you know, I've, I've been working with sales organizations as you have for, you know, in sales organizations and, and consulting with sales organizations for a couple of decades now. And, and I think that if you've got a really good, effective planning tool, simple, simple tools for busy people. Yeah. And you can, you know, create an expectation and an accountability that your managers integrate, you know, the language, the, the key skills that they want to reinforce right. into their day-to-day conversations. To your point, you know, to have a couple of, you know, things top of mind that they want to discuss, you know, to, to have that bite size or curbside coaching, but right. integrate it into your day-to-day conversations. That is in my experience, the most effective things that managers can do. I think yeah. sometimes we try to blow it out, overcomplicate it, you know, and it's really not that complex. No, it's not. You know, an- another example um, that came from this conversation was around this notion of best practices, right? Mm-hmm. Best practices usually are told in the form of an analogy, right? Or, they'll, or a story, They'll tell you some grand story of how I landed this client or I landed this piece of business, right? And you, your your example is sort of stem to stern, right? Mm-hmm. And so we use the bite size dynamic to say, okay, it's not really a best practice that we want to coach on. It's a best moment, right? And so how can we how can we spot as a team? Now I'm using now I'm actually channeling their language. How can we spot as a team the moments when these skills are used effectively, right? And then what would happens is is we have we we pretty quickly have in our arsenal six or eight best uses of skills. It's not a best practice where you're it's an elongated story that has has all these other dimensions. It's simply how did I ask a question in the right time or in the right way that surfaced a gold mine of information, right? So that was just another example of like mm-hmm. you said, it's simple. The idea is to simplify this to not turn it into a science, right? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the the challenges that I often see sales managers face, and I'm wondering if you see this too, especially new managers, is, you know, you know, especially in today's busy business environment, you know, where they're responsible for coaching their team, but they've also got a number that they're responsible for, is that the sales manager often swoops in and closes the deal or closes the business for the salesperson. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, in the short term, their short-term gain for that, right? I mean, yeah. they could win the business, but in the long term, you know, they're not 
risking the opportunity to let that salesperson either fly or fail or anywhere in between by their own responsibility. So they don't learn. And I'm wondering how, you know, how you've dealt with that when you've coached the sales teams that you've worked with. Yeah. That's sort of the, um, um, helping them to avoid the, that heroic sales leader, right? Right. The the, the one that walks in and closes the deal, you know, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, where I've seen that, where there's been an intentional effort to remove that impulse of the sales leader, you know, it, 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 this is, I have one client in particular that did that. They simply made the decision. And it was an interesting moment because they, they just told their salespeople, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. You're, you're now going to close. And I'll wish you the best and I'll help you prep but I'm not going to that meeting, you know, and you can imagine you take 10 people and there's, there's four yikes. of them that are, well, yeah, well, four of them are going, yikes, four of them are clapping, yeah. you know, they're just happy, right? right. And, uh, and, then, and then four of them are yikes and the others are, you know, well, I, I, maybe they're not, they'll believe it when they see it, right? You know, but whatever the case, the, the how is this decision made? And because it, it relates to coaching, right? At some mm-hmm. point, you, you know, the coach manager of a sporting team doesn't go and hit the ball. They, they're not, you know, they, they're sitting on the sidelines. They, their team, their players are off doing it. And so it's a decision, I guess, is what I'm saying to answer your question. It's a decision of leadership to do. I, I agree. And I think it's a decision not only of that particular leader, that coach. Yeah. I think it's an organizational leadership decision because, yeah. you know, it, it always concerns me when I talk with my clients and I ask, so, you know, so sales management, so how are you compensated? And, and if they've got a number, you know, in, you know, specific selling number, and that's the majority of their compensation, yeah. then people do what they're rewarded to do. And, and I've talked with a, a number of clients who are really looking at creative ways to reinforce and reward coaching. Right. Um, yeah. And 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 I think that you know more and more I'm beginning to see that you know where the where the metrics is you know the metrics are you know the salesperson like you said closing the business yeah. on their own or yeah. or preparatory calls that they make versus actual calls in front of the client. Right. Right, exactly. So, so Susan, let me see if I can summarize where we've gone. You can you can fill in a blank if I've missed it. So, our topic for today has been about um, how can we help sales managers do a better job of coaching skills, right? And so we we touched on a couple of pragmatic things, just purely pragmatic, right? Which is um, which is to take it down to bite size bite size components, not overthink it. No, no, I'm sorry. What was your term? I forget. What was your curbside coaching? Curbside. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. But you know what? Um, it's, it's almost lunchtime here, so bite size works for me too. Exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so we've got the pragmatic of bringing it to curbside or bite size, right? We, we thought about a couple of examples of how they move it from not, let's not tell long anecdotes as a form of coaching. Let's just tell exact behaviors that were the best behaviors, not necessarily best practices. And then this last point of the, that you bring us to, which is decide, right? Decide that you're a coach. 
And once you decide that you're a coach versus a sales manager who's sort of burdened with bottom line, once you make that decision and decide, it's going to make it easier for you to actually apply the coaching skills. Fair enough? Is that the right way to look at it? I, I think that's great. And the only other thing I, I might add to that, Tim, is, you know, a coach is who you are. So, yeah. you know, and, and that gets back to that decision that, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, okay, out of the eight or 10 or 12 or 14 hours that I'm working today with my team, I need to spend an hour coaching. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, you know, in every interaction that I have, is there an opportunity for us to, you know, look at, you know, could we, you know, what worked well, right. you know, and, right. you know, could we look at doing something even more of, you know, less of differently to get an even better result? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, obviously, folks like you and I are here to help, right? Right. Yeah. And we, you know, we're, we're still learning too. I mean, this stuff yes, is, uh, this stuff is simple. It is certainly not easy. So we love to hear from our clients in terms of, you know, what they're doing um, to coach their teams more effectively. Well, thanks very much for listening today. And if you have any questions, please reach out to us at strategicenhancement.com. We would love to chat with you. Thanks very much.